The Packers have played their four quarters. Now it's time for the fifth quarter. Hey, welcome back to the Stadium View, another edition of the fifth quarter. Boy, that was a short night and a long night as the Packers fall to the Vikings 24-17 to to fall just about out of the playoff picture altogether. A lot to talk about from that one and the handful left in front of them. Can they run in the table and get a lot, a lot of help? Well, we'll discuss along the way with uh, a guy I think you're really going to like. First year with the Packers, but no stranger in the NFL. 13-year veteran tight end. Mercedes Lewis is going to be coming on over tonight to join us to talk about the game and his first year in Green Bay. But before we go any further, I wonder if we could just have uh, a moment of silence is uh, always recommended, but let's do it uh, a silent with smiles if we can. Remember the founder and owner of the Stadium View, Jerry Watson, who passed away last week. I, I think I've dedicated two or three shows over the 39 years of the fifth quarter. I think once when my dad died and uh, once when uh, a longtime uh, fan who came every single week for years and years and years passed away, but it certainly merits tonight. Jerry was an unbelievable guy and uh, he passed away doing the, one of the hundreds and hundreds of things he really loved to do. He always spoke his peace and uh, may he rest in peace. And if we can remember Jerry with a smile, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for everything you did for Jer us, Jerry. He was a big backer of the program and he will be missed. Alongside, as usual, Matt Z. Hello there, Matthew. Hello, hello, hello. Well, that one sure looked like the other five. Yeah. First, the Badgers lose the axe. Uh, I know. And then... It was a tough border weekend. Another loss on the road for the Packers. In another game where they start hot on the road, look good on the road, look like this is going to be the time where they're going to get over that hump, and then... <laughs> It just all sort of peters out. It's uncanny how similar these games have yeah. been. I can't say it's not for lack of preparation or coaching or readiness. I know there's a lot of people that are just wild-eyed to string McCarthy up right now and uh, usher him out of town. But yeah. this team was ready to play, matched up very well, did some creative things, put Jair Alexander on Thielen early on, and they locked him out of the ball game early on. Uh, they had some creative offensive plays, a little jet sweep to EQ, a little naked toss to Aaron Jones, and I'm thinking, okay, they finally have gotten it. Uh, but uh, for, I don't know how many games now, in the second half, this one came early, the momentum swing came on a fourth and one failure. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. If they would have made it, you know, it would have been great. Uh, but if he punted, uh, you know, he would have been vilified. That's just the nature of the business. But they don't get it. Vikings only get three, uh, but then the Packers uh, run into a, a, a really fired-up Minnesota defense, and they changed a few things after intermission, really went uh, more to the cover to rush four, and that front four dominated a thinning offensive line. They lost, well... Byron Bell to a shoe for a few players, plays, but then <laughs> yeah. Lane Taylor to a knee, and then David Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari to a knee, and suddenly it was a complete mismatch, and uh, Aaron Rodgers and the offense just could not counter, uh, and the Vikings get the W. Badly needed for them. They go to 6-4-1, and one, hold the number one wild card. Packers now 4-6-1, and one, slide all the way to 10th in the NFC. Yeah, still a chance, mathematically still alive. You're clearly not going to win the division. Everybody knows that. But you do have a shot for a wild card. Because everybody is average in the NFC right. outside of the Saints and the Rams. Yeah, and who knows what's going to happen in the NFC East. You know, you're going to be competing with whoever gets second place in that division. But then also Vikings, Seahawks, 
Panthers, Eagles. Eagles ahead of the Packers. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams that you're going to have to leapfrog. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, laid it out. Hey, we win here, we win here, we win here, we win here, we win here. We need a lot of help, obviously. I, I don't know that it's going to happen. You have some easier games on paper coming forward. I mean, you got the Cardinals, a bad team who essentially gave up over the weekend. Just ran the ball in the second half. I was like, let's just get out of here. The Falcons, who are not the old Falcons, but still could be a tough team. And then the Bears. Bears on the road. Bears on the road. And that's a good team right now. And that's, that's a team with swagger, which not a lot of teams right now in the NFC have. And that defense is nasty. Yeah, they're good. And, you know, you finish up with Detroit. You have the Jets thrown in there as well. So there's winnable games. 5-0 Five and zero seems like a tall task, doable, but then all the help you need along the way—it's just—it looks very, very, very grim right now. Yeah, it does. And you know, the the coaches will say it's a variety of factors. You know, they were better. Uh, you know, I uh, thought we were ready. Players will talk about execution, but then I'm reminded of the John McKay line back in the day. Uh, what do you think of your team's execution, coach? And he says, "I'm all in favor of it." Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of the way it goes. And then you know, there are folks who are saying that you know it's personnel. Uh, the Packer defense without Perry, without Daniels, without King going in, yeah. lost several more going through it, and uh, the last third down conversion it was a play that epitomized everything that's happening with this Packer team. You have Tony Brown and Ibrahim Campbell all right, playing late in the key game, uh, practice squad and street free agents right. colliding into each other to allow Stephon Diggs to make the catch juggling for the final first down. That sums it up to me. This team is depleted. They're wounded. I think they are playing hard, but they're just not getting it done. And they're close, right? Even with all those injuries that you mentioned, and that seemingly is happening every single Horseshoes week. Horseshoes and hand grenades, baby. Right? They're very, very close, but then you throw, as you mentioned, all those other odds against that team, and to try to do it on the road against very, very, very good teams. Yeah. They're not playing slouches That's over their true. last five games, except for the Dolphins. And, you know, the Vikings still haven't beaten a team with a winning record this yeah. year out of their six wins. So yeah, how, how, they're, they're good, but they're not last year good, Yeah, and Packers were not good enough. So uh, 24-17, the final. We'll head to the locker rooms, but, hey, I'm glad you came down tonight because Daryl and the gang from Robinson's Gave us a special Thanksgiving Cyber Monday treat. I only not have two tickets to the Arizona game Sunday, but somebody's walking out of here with a four-pack tonight. Daryl, thank you very much from Robinson. So, bunch of ticks to give away, lots of door prizes as well, so make sure you sign up. And away we go. U.S. Bank Stadium is where we will head to the vaults, otherwise known as the locker rooms, as Mike McCarthy's squad. Now four up, six down, and one even. I clearly understand where we are in the season. Uh, clearly understand the, the importance of you know the, the, this game and um, being November and so forth and moving forward we're we're focused clearly on you know the next fivers. I mean it's it, it's exactly the facts. Uh, we we know we have to win all five and um, but at the end of the day you have to win one at a time. One at a time, fellas. One at a time. Didn't get over to Mike Zimmer's press conference, but did had a chance to talk to Adam Thielen, who started slowly but had another big game against the Pack, and he loves beating the cheese. In this league, winning's not easy, and it, and it takes so much effort. Um, it takes a lot of uh, practice and, and time and energy uh, to win. So when you win, it feels good. And obviously, against a division opponent, a team that has pretty much owned this division for a while, it feels good to, to beat them at home. Yeah, they have owned it for a while, but uh, 
Surrendered ownership. Yeah, and Adam Two really likes ago. playing against the Packers, especially this season. Two games this year. 20 catches, 256, and yeah. two touchdowns for Adam Thielen. He's good. Unbelievable. Yeah, and they win at home, and it's now 0 for 6 on the road for the Pack. Aaron Rodgers admits the offense still has issues. We had his execution. We played a little different on defense. You know, they didn't pressure really in the first half, and then they brought a couple uh, a couple in the second half. But um, just execution. You know, guys uh, in the right spot, me making the right throw. Yeah, we just weren't on the same page on a few few of those, and you know they made a couple of plays on a couple of them. Yeah, line them up for the execution, right? Yeah. Uh, and you know, Aaron's not without uh, some guff. Devontae Adams was wide open late, yeah. missed him. Another and skip ball on the wing on the play before that. Uh, he wasn't horrible, uh, but again, he was asked to move around a little bit. Protection started caving in, especially on third down situations. I think. Three of the four sacks came on third down in the second half of that game, uh, and it made it miserable. Yeah, and it's at the point where he needs to be perfect on every throw, and that's just too much to ask of any quarterback. And you've seen Aaron Rodgers make those throws all the time and not miss a wide-open Devontae Adams. I mean, just barely yeah. off the fingertips, and he's done that so regularly that you really do take that for granted watching those games. And when you miss a throw like that, it's almost like the end of the world. Like uh, yeah. something but, has well, to but desperately be wrong with I know, this. But I know. The standard he has set is impossibly high it to really match is. every Sunday. But look at Cousins. He sailed one over the head yep. in the end zone, skipping balls on crossing patterns. It, it, all of them do that, although Cousins was pretty good. In fact, the defense gave up 416, 342, and 3 from Kirk. Kenny Clark had one of the two sacks, but he says it's just not happening. At this point, you can't just keep on saying that. You know, uh, we, we got to make plays and we got to win games. We here, we making good plays here, making good plays there, and you know it's all hopeful. But uh, at the end of the day, we gotta make plays, and if being hopeful put us in a loss column, then that's never that's never good, you know. So we we gotta we gotta execute, and we gotta make we gotta make plays. Takeaways have vanished. That's a big part yeah. of it. Yeah, they just have vanished. As I mentioned, Jair Alexander, which Matt was matched with Thielen early, and he relished the challenge. Oh, that was fun. He's he's, he's a good receiver. I think he had what like three catches on me. The first long one though. Oh my God! Yeah. I felt the hand on my back on that one. And I had to turn to him. <laughs> and he just—that was a good catch. You know, that was a good, you know, good catch, good coverage. We just trying to hold it together with so many different combinations, and there was another different group in the back end again tonight. Yeah, man. It's just we just cycling there, you know, people through. But you know, people, you know, we got guys back there that can play. You know, I said that before. Um, you know, we just got, we just got to win on the road. He got to find a way to win. Speaking of guys that can play, Jair Alexander can play. I mean, we've been seeing that week after week. As a rookie, he is. Yeah, I like his he's game. He's really good. I do like his and game. And if he continues to progress and just grind and if, year after and year. Kevin King can stay. Yeah, if he can stay healthy. healthy. Who knows? Might be better. Jair's a really good find. I guess I agree. Well, as I said, the Packers now sit 10th in the conference, and the question for Clay Matthews is now what? As a man, you know, you, you got to find ways to, uh, you know, make your plays, but at the same time, try and stay above it. I mean, it, we're, we're definitely not in the, you know, the, the position record-wise that we thought we'd be in coming into this year. I mean, we, we thought we could we can get this victory, and we started hot, but, you know, unfortunately, just, uh, you know, ran out of gas. And like I said, it's, it's, you know, we're beat up. There's no doubt about it. You know, everybody has to be professional, has to uh, make their plays, and it doesn't matter if you're. Whatever, you know, whatever the record is right now, or, or undefeated. So um, you know, have to have pride, pride about yourself, and pride about your game moving forward, and 
that's really what's going to be about these next five games. Yeah, they'll find a way. They have to, beginning with the Cardinals on Sunday, and McCarthy certainly knows the score. We need to win all five games to, to have potentially have a chance. So, um, like I said, I, I felt like we were there were some areas of improvement that, that was optimistic would, would carry into this game. Um, we, we knew we were going to be thin in some spots. And, you know, we knew the big matchup today was going to be the O-line versus the D-line. So we are where we are. So uh, we'll, do, we'll just take these next two days and we'll be ready to go Wednesday to get after Arizona. All right. At Lambeau, and one more from the QB. He says the key is keeping this locker room together with five to go. We'll see what we're made of the last five weeks. Are we going to stick together uh, through these tough times? Are we going to start splintering? I'd like to think the leadership is in place that we can stick together through whatever happens. These five weeks will show. I haven't. No, I haven't. I mean, uh, guys are disappointed. You know, we're all competitive. And offensively, <clears throat> it's frustrating to put up 17 points and then have the lows that we've had. But I haven't seen any fracturing. Well, keep the duct tape or gorilla glue handy. Yeah, but I mean, this doesn't seem to be a team that's pointing fingers at each other, right? And saying, oh, it's this section of the team. It's their fault. It's their fault. I I don't see it as being an issue where suddenly the team unravels and it just becomes chaos. It doesn't seem like that's the type of makeup of these guys. Like it becomes Arizona or Oakland for for that instance. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't see that happening, even if they don't win five in a row it just doesn't seem like it's the type of locker room that's going to freak out and turn on each other it could lead to a very interesting offseason no matter how they finish they're already writing about that i know the offseason lists of potential mccarthy replacements Uh, already being written it's just i know let the season play out at this point nothing's gonna happen between now and right. New Year's Eve when yeah. they finish against the Lions on the But 30th. then you force these guys to have to read that stuff and have to answer these questions well, and deal with we'll that. talk about it's it another with a guy distraction. who has been reading it for a long, long time. Yeah. We're just getting started. We are live from the stadium view on Jerry Watson's uh, Remembrance Night. And we welcome our listeners in Sheboygan and Wausau, our viewers uh, all over the place on the World Wide Web and our Midwest Communication websites. And, of course, here at The View, great place to come any night of the week. Always great happy hour specials, Monday from 10 a.m. to close, other nights of the week from 10 a.m. to 7. Great live music on Tuesday nights. They have Singo on Wednesdays, bar trivia throughout the week. Always always the place to be when there's home games or away games. Finally back home on Sunday. Celebrate with the the Packers. So let's see if they can't get it turned around. We're going to turn around after this timeout. When we come back, we'll introduce you to Mercedes Lewis. He's our guest tonight. He's coming up next on the fifth quarter right after this timeout. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Tough one again for the pack last night in Minneapolis. Yes, skull, brother, skull. The Vikings win at 24-17. Got to meet this guy when he was signed by the Packers and came on board to join a, uh, a very uh, interesting and experienced group of tight ends. Well, with Jimmy Graham, Lance Kendricks returning. And this guy, who's in his 13th season, a former number one draft choice out of UCLA, was taken by the Jacksonville Jaguars, where he spent his first 12 seasons. His best year, 2010, with 58 catches. That was a pretty good year up here, as I remember, as well. Uh, but he comes over to the pack, and uh, a friend of mine on the NFL Network, Stacy Dale, said uh, to me this summer when 
we were talking, you got to get Mercedes on your show. He is one of the best guys in the league, one of the great locker room guys of all time. So I said, I'll take you up on that, Stacy. And so uh, we got together, hooked him up, and uh, I'm glad he's here. And I'd like you to give a big stadium view in Green Bay. Welcome to Mercedes Lewis, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming over, Mercedes. I appreciate it. Thank you. How's uh, life you, in Mark, the... Mark, you put a lot of pressure on him with what? that introduction. No. Yeah, I like that. that Stacy nice. loves you, man. He, she loves you. Sounds so, nice. She was your guy. Yeah, Stacy. That, that's like my really good friend. She's really good friends with my publicist too. So. Oh, really? Uh, when I was at UCLA, and you know, earlier on, earlier on in my career in Jacksonville, uh, she had a big hand in, you know, what I did as far as like off the field and stuff oh, like really? that. So they worked together, and I do a lot of work at NFL Network in my off time, and um, getting my reps at Fox Sports West. So they're. They're pretty connected. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. She comes up here regularly. Lives in Chicago. We we talk all the time and uh, text each other from time to time. And uh, and uh, highly recommended. So I'm glad you came over. <laughs> Thank so, you. How you liking Green Bay? I love Green Bay. It's different. I mean, obviously, you know, I was born in Long Beach, California. Um, you know, I went to Long Beach Poly, then went to UCLA. Uh, so I'm used to like. 75 degrees with a breeze. You're you know? bundled up with a cap indoors. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> it, it's totally different. Um, I think when I originally signed in uh, May, uh, it wasn't as cold. And then, you know, the more, as soon, soon as the season started, I started getting a little colder. I think it shocked me at first. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a couple months into it now, my skin is starting to get used to it. So it's not as cold, but uh, it's been a good experience. Two, uh, yeah, two uh, cold ones coming up here uh, for the next couple of weeks. That good. Tough night last night, Mercedes. Uh, I just can't believe these games are kind of unfolding the same way. Play really well early. Just can't sustain it. What Any way to kind of quantify or put a finger on, on, on what's happening to this team? Uh, I mean, that's a tough question. I think, you know, obviously me being in the situation that I'm in, I mean, as a competitor, you want to win every game, right? Uh, we go out there and, and lay it on the line. We practice really hard. Um, you know, we leave, we leave no stone unturned. And, uh, you know, at the same time, you have to get the other team credit, too. Uh, they get paid, too. And, um, you know, in this game, it's – little room for error, right? And, um, you know, any given day you can be beat if you're not paying close attention to the details. Um, and, you know, from my standpoint, obviously I'm not the coach, <clears throat> so I'm not putting together the game plans and things like that. But, um, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves to go out there and do well with what's given. And uh, I can tell you that, you know, there's nobody in the locker room that um, – doesn't believe that we can get it done on every night, every given night. And, uh, you know, it just sucks that we've gotten the short end of the stick, uh, the, especially the last two games. You know, you go all the way to Seattle, you know what it's like to play in there. Right. Uh, and we go out there and start fast. That was one of our things. We want to go out there and start fast, uh, you know, and really try to take control of the game. Uh, and then obviously you saw what happened in the fourth quarter. We kind of fell off the wagon and, you know, Things didn't go, you know, as planned. And then we last night we go into uh, Minnesota. We start off hot. Uh, motions rolling high. We know it's a divisional game, so uh, everybody is, you know, intact and doing what we had to do um, to start off in, in the way that we want to start. And then, you know, it's like the same story in the second half. And I mean, it's just it sucks being a part of it when you when you're not necessarily. Um, 
the powers that be as far as game planning and things like that. We're just doing what we're coached to do. And, uh, you know, we just haven't executed at the end of games. And it's not like you're playing Cal Poly. You right. know, you're at, you know, the Rams. You're at Foxborough. You're at Seattle. You're at Minnesota. All really difficult places to play. And every one of those games, uber competitive. Yeah, I think, you know, like I was saying before, the parity in this league is so good, you know. And even even the teams that people think are, like, bad teams are good. You know, <laughs> like, from the outside looking in, I mean, if you're not in this game, you're like, oh, well, the, the Cardinals aren't that good, or this team isn't that good, that team isn't that good. But You say that till Saturday, look out Sunday, <laughs> you know, right? I mean, it's at the end of the day, we're all grown men. Uh, we know what we signed up for. We're all, you know, in the quest for a championship. And so anywhere, you know, around the league, you can't go to their practices and say that they aren't practicing hard. Right, that they don't want to win every single game. That's true. Every time they step on the field. And we're hearing a lot about, all right, McCarthy's got to start, you know, the fire and brimstone and stuff. He's got to start knocking over water coolers. But you just said it. You're professionals. I mean, that may work. May work at, you know, I mean, Long Beach High or whatever. But you know, you know what I'm yeah, well, at? at this level, if it takes external motivation to get you motivated to play a game, then you don't need to be playing this game, right? So I think, you know. I mean, I like to consider myself an alpha, right? So if you're, <laughs> if you're a guy that, you know, has made it this far and has some success in this league, I mean, you know, I have a couple all-pro, pro bowls, all that. Like, it's about, you know, winning championships at this point. And if you feel like it's going to take that to get you going, then you shouldn't be playing this game. And that's, I think, what brought you here, right? No question. You got 12. Pretty good chance. You know, if things are going right. Z, what do you got? What, what other teams were interested in your services outside of Green Bay when? Um, so, you know, after my 12th year in Jacksonville, uh, it was kind of a raw deal. You know, they picked up – I had one more year on my contract there. Uh, my dream was to, you know, finish out as a Jag. Um, you know, it was times where, you know, there were opportunities for me to be traded, um, you know, when we weren't doing so well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I chose to stay there. And then after my 10th year in Jacksonville, uh, we were starting, like, our, the rebuilding process. I felt like we were rebuilding, like, every three years. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was always finger-pointing, coaching changes. I mean, I've had five head coaches, two owners, two GMs, so I didn't seen it all. Wow. And uh, I was the only guy standing every single year, right? And so, you know, I learned a lot about myself as a person, you know, not just a football player, but, like, who I am inside and what I've endured and, and what it takes – personally outside of football um, to go to work every day when you're not winning, right? And so, you know, fast forward, you know, one of my best years last year, 33 years old, right? Um, rated the number one blocking and pass blocking tight end, averaged 13 and a half a catch, seven touchdowns. Uh, had my best game as a pro last year, three touchdowns in London in one game. Um, so I, I'm in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, let me just – you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, sign my um, for, sign on for this last year. Yeah. They picked up my option, and then you know, two weeks later, you know, I get a call from my agent saying, "I think Jacksonville is going to release you." And originally, I'm like, "Wait, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? This is where I've been." That's yeah. really, you know, and you endured so much. And last year, you're that team's on the cusp. Yeah, like it was like, literally, like. I had held Jacksonville high regard, never threw anybody under the bus, you know, always led from the front and by example. 
you know, just never a guy that, you know, look to point fingers at anyone. Uh, I believe in my process. Uh, I'm very in tune with, like, uh, just who I am as a person, right? Mm -hmm. And always self-reflecting, not after every game, but every day, right? You want to be better, you know, the next day than you were the day before. And uh, I, I truly believe that. And that's something that had to be learned. You're not born with it. You know, you have to uh, really go through experiences in life and kind of figure out what it is um, and what it's going to take for you to be better every single day and always like searching for your process your your process and your purpose right and so here we are my my, my agent is blowing up my phone at 6 a.m. in the morning <laughs> and I'm on the west coast obviously sleeping and so I, I wake up to all these missed calls and then I see a text message from the GM saying hey big fella can you give me give me a call when you get this message so I'm like what what is going on, right? <laughs> so obviously, I, I, I called my agent first, and I'm like, hey, man, like, wh what is all of this? What's going on? He was like, well, you know, the Jags are they're going to release you today. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I hung up on my agent. <laughs> <laughs> I hung up on my agent. I sat down, sat down on the couch, uh, turned on the TV, <laughs> and j just to kind of, like, decompress for a second because I, I wasn't ready for all of that, right? Okay. And... Sure enough, it rolls across the ticker. And I didn't text my GM back because I was just too upset and I don't want to say anything that I could regret, you know, because, you know, at, at the end of the day, this league is very small, right? And my credit so far in this league is very good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't want I, I to say anything based on emotion, you know, and not be able to take that back. So I just relaxed for a second. Talk to my agent, whatever, it happened. You know, getting getting released or getting cut or whatever in this league, it happens. It's part of the game. But how they did it to a man was just not – it just wasn't – it wasn't a good deal, right? And so, you know, move on from that. I'm, you know, just working out, doing my thing. Uh, for two months, I didn't take any calls. Like, I was just chilling. Yeah, like, teams, it was March and you signed in May. So, yeah. you're right. Yeah, nothing. So, you know, teams were hitting me up, and the only person that I answered was Gus Bradley. And, uh, you know, you guys familiar yeah. with Gus Bradley. Right. Gus uh, was a defensive coordinator with the Seattle Seahawks uh, before he came to Jacksonville, and he was my head coach for uh, four years in Jacksonville. Okay. And uh, he called me. He never curses. <laughs> uh, he, I'm telling you, he's the kind of guy, I mean, always happy, no matter what. Really? Positive growth mindset. That's just who he is, right? And... He called me, I answered, he's cursing. He was like, what the, why would the Jags bleep, 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 do that? Like, I can't believe this, like, la, la, He was like, they pick up your option, they take you off the market, now all the money is gone, we pick up this tight end. I don't, I mean, we would have got you if we had known, you know, it was, yeah. it was like that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I got that same, you know, that same kind of feeling with four of the teams, you know, like, you know, all the money's gone now. And I'm sitting here That's trying to figure out what really I want to do. Deal. I didn't realize that. that yeah. Con contemplating retirement, you know. And then it took my mom and my girlfriend and, <laughs> you know, like four of my best friends, you know, kind of saying like, hey, like, do you still have the fire in you, right? Like if you do and if you feel like you can, you know, you can help a team, you know, try to win a championship, then go ahead and do that. You know, like don't sit at home or, you know, go be an analyst when you can still be playing on the field. And it was that kind of deal. And to go back to your question, 
um, you know, all the L.A. teams, yeah. uh, Chargers, Rams, uh, the Bay teams, the Raiders, uh, 49ers, uh, Miami called, the Giants. I had, I had about like eight teams um, calling me every day. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Let us know. Like, what are you going to do? And then Green Bay called like five days in a row. <laughs> and so, you know, I, you know, my agent. They was turn like, into a stalker all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, well, like, you know, this is a new GM up here, Brian. You know, what Brian do you think Marcinus is doing eager, now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so Green, Green Bay called like every day, like nonstop, yeah. around the clock. And then, you know, my agent was like, "Hey, maybe you should just, you know, fly out there and see, you know, see if you like it." So I flew out here. Uh, I flew out here one day. Met the tight end coach, had dinner, went to bed, woke up, went to the facility, met everybody, and then it started getting weird because I felt like they were like introducing me to like everybody in the building. I'm like, like what's going on? I thought I was just coming on a trip, you know? Hey, this is the family. Like it was, yeah. it was like a real thing, you know. And uh, after my visit was done, my flight was set to leave at like 5:45 p.m. and Goody, the, the GM, was like, hey, is it okay if we call your agent? I'm like, yeah, you guys been talking this whole time. Like, I don't mind. He was like, no, like, like we, we want to sign you. Like, we, we're not going to let you leave in, until we, like. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, just go ahead and hit him up. And, like, literally, you know, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, like, contracts, but those don't take an hour to do. You know what I mean? And so, you know, we kind of put out, you know, put the terms that we wanted. Nobody's trying to break the bank, but just be compensated for the skill set. Right. And, you know, they got it done. They, they treated me well. Um, I literally signed at, like, 5 o'clock, and my flight left at, like, 545. <laughs> so, Another like, nice thing about Green Bay. Airport's quick. Yeah, right. so right. I signed, <laughs> yeah. walked through security, and flew out. And Get was, out, and you're a Packer. Yeah, I was here to finish up OTAs, and... That's what, that's what the story is. <laughs> that's a pretty good story. we got to take a break. That's just one story, folks. We come back. More with Mercedes. Don't go away. Fifth quarter returns right after this timeout. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right, welcome back. Mercedes Lewis, our guest tonight, having a fun conversation with the veteran tight end. Before we get back into the chat, we got to look for our hot play of the day. You know how it works. You guess the hottest play of the game from last night. You'll take home a prize tonight from our friends at Robinson's. Get you eligible to uh, win the uh, indoor club seats to the home finale against the Lions on the 30th. So let's line them up, get a hot play. Not a lot of them to choose from, but I think we'll get a winner pretty quickly. Sandy is up first. What's your guess? Uh, my guess would be Devontae Adams' catch. Devontae Adams' catch, the back shoulder. Ooh, did he school Xavier Rhodes or what? That was good. Not quite. Sorry, buddy. But, yeah, we're, you're close. You're close. Uh, yeah, he had another big day. Uh, he's been fantastic. Over 1,000 yards uh, for the first time in his career last night. Uh, Pro Bowl bound. I don't think there's any question about that. The guy's been really good. All right. Next guess. Aaron Jones touchdown. I'm going to go. The hot play was the Pack's final touchdown. It put him up a touchdown, and that was in the second quarter. Second and two. Six-yard line of Minnesota. Tied at seven apiece. Graham tight end right side of the line. Three receivers bunch on the left. Rodgers under center. It's motion to the right. Here's the pitch. Jones around the left end. He's got Bakhtiari blocking in front. Jones makes the turn to the pylon to the end zone for the touchdown. There you go. Wayne Larry on the call. And who's our winner there? Scott. Scotty, congratulations. That's our hot play of the day. The six-yard TD run from Aaron Jones. Turned into a track meet there, Mercedes, after a slow start both ways. Uh, all of a sudden, four consecutive 
touchdown drives. Offense just got going a little bit last night. Yeah, I mean, just wish it was on our on our side. I know. You know, um, like I was saying before, you know, when we when we when we're out there and we're practicing and twelve is rolling, like I mean, I, I've seen it in practice. I've seen it in games. Uh, you know, it's just it, it sucks that like you go through emotional swings throughout a game, and you know, obviously you're gonna face adversity. Um, no matter what game that you're playing in, whether you blow a team out or you get blown out, like right. it's always uh, going to be up and down. And you know, the key is being able to just fight through the adversity and, and and you know get back on track. And we just weren't able to do that. You obviously must have known more snaps were in the offing with Jimmy's broken thumb, right? Was that kind of the idea going in? Jimmy kind of got out there early, but then he kind of vanished for a while until really the two late grabs uh, in that yeah. fourth quarter drive. Yeah, I mean. You know, every every week, you, you know, you practice like you're gonna start, right? Right. Like any professional sure. uh, does that, and nothing was said to me, like until I was laying in the bed, and <laughs> my tight end coach told me, "Hey, um, you know, we want you to start tomorrow. Uh, you okay with that?" I was like, "Duh! Like, why would you?" <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting. Uh, yeah, hundred rhetorical plus. question, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm with that, you know, and uh, kind of went that way. Uh, obviously, with you know Jimmy and his broken thumb, we're gonna have to figure out uh, different ways to kind of roll personnel, uh, and you know, kind of help him out a little bit. And um, you know, I think going into this next week of practice, it'll be more emphasis on that, uh, you know, and, and getting us, getting the different personnels involved more in there uh, early throughout the game. But yeah, and the way Aaron is running the ball. Uh, also, I think you're going to lean on you uh, a, a lot more. In fact, I think McCarthy said that was the best rush per carry average in the three games at U.S. Bank. I mean, there were some really good things. It was a season-high carries for Aaron, 17. I think it's evident that this guy needs touches uh, to help round it out and really help get the rest of the playbook a chance to succeed. Play action, keep game, everything like that. Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, if you look around the league, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're, we are in a unique situation because 12 is our quarterback, right? So, you know, you rarely find teams where you have, like, he, he's literally a coach on the field, can make every throw in and outside the pocket. Um, I mean, he has the whole playbook at his disposal. But when you do have a run game with the type of quarterback that we have, and he's getting his touches and he gets rolling, it does make it, you know, that much easier. I mean, when I was in Jacksonville, I mean, obviously we were a run-based team. Right. Run, play action, we'll take our shots if they were there. But, like, even having a run game and, you know, us having Blake Bortles last year, he was able to, you know, make some plays down the field, right, let alone if you got Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. So, you know, this sport is the ultimate complimentary game, and I think – you know, as far as offense, um, you know, getting continuing to uh, get Aaron involved and get him more touches, it's only going to help. All right. Matt? You've always been an excellent run blocker, but you've also over the years been a difference maker through the air. Has this been a frustrating season for you, only having three catches at this point, not being a difference maker through the air like you have in, in past years, even last year with Jacksonville? Yeah, well – I, it, it's funny that you say that. Like, I think because I block so well, yeah, right, it's like, oh, I'm Chase Lewis, this is run blocker and this pass blocker. 
But when I do get the ball, I get busy. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, I don't know if it's because you know defenses forget about me or or what it is. But I've always thought that like being a, a really good run blocker and a pass blocker, it like sets up you know my releases coming off the line. The and Miami me, play, and, and me, yeah, you know, and me being able to get open uh, downfield. So. Uh, as far as me being disappointed, I mean, I, I knew what I signed up for. Yeah. You know, I knew that they had brought Jimmy Graham over to be that guy. Um, and so, from being upset, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not upset. I just think that uh, you know, I, I I do have a lot to offer still at this point, uh, and obviously would like to be more involved in the offense. But you know, I don't make those decisions, uh, and I kind of lean on the process and trust the coaching staff that you know what they're doing. Uh, is the best for the team. It's like the center field song. Put me in, coach. Yeah. So. You know, I can play. It's yeah. funny that you say maybe some defenses forget about you because you're six six two sixty seven. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how anyone could could not remember you on the field. Yeah. Well, it's normally like you know after games, you know, obviously you're you're talking to players from the opposite mm-hmm. side, and you know other coaches that come over and talk to you uh, after games, but. You know, I'm definitely one that they game plan for, whether it's, you know, catching routes or, or blocking. You know, when, it, when defensive linemen have to worry about me, you know, blocking them. And, um, you know, that means a lot to me. Uh, th- that's always lit a fire in me and kept me going and know that, like, I don't have to catch the ball to make a difference. And so, you know, throughout the years, I've been very unselfish. I- I've gone into weeks where the coaches are like, hey, Mercedes, you know, we're not going to be able to get you many targets this game. Uh, we're going to need you, you know, more, you know, a, a, as like a third tackle to help out because, you know, we're playing against a J.J. Watt or we're playing yeah. against a Jadavian Clowney, you know. So, you know, as far as that goes, I'm I'm used to that, uh, so it doesn't really bother and me. And that even last night, too, in, in some respect, you lose Lane, you lose David. Uh, that front is awfully good for Minnesota, and uh, protection became a premium, and it was, it was tough to kind of hold that together. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you go into a game, when you have a game plan and, uh, you know, some things have to change, you have to adjust. Uh, what did Mike Tyson say? Everybody has a plan until you get hit in the mouth. <laughs> yep. Right? <laughs> and so sometimes, you know, throughout the course of a game, there, there are going to be adjustments. There are going to be things that you have to uh, be able to adjust and adapt to. Right. And, uh, you know, l- last night, you know, I felt like it was – a lot of things happen real quick and real fast and got out of hand, you know. And once you go down, you know, and, you know, once you go down by 7 or by 10, you know, they get to pin their ears back. Yeah, they can smell the blood in the water. Yeah, yeah they, they get they to can. pin their ears back. They don't have to necessarily worry about the run because they know we're trying to come back. Yeah. And so I think, you know, part of it was that. And uh, part of it was execution on our part. All right. You mentioned J.J. Watt, Wisconsin kid, played for the Badgers. What's it like to block – a J.J. Watt. He, I mean, he he, you got division, a guy that's so yeah. six, seven, three hundred pounds, that's fast off the ball. You know, you know what is, you know what's coming, right? And so, I think that you know, I, I got the opportunity to see him twice a year, mm-hmm. uh, and so I kind of got a beat on him. Uh, but if you're a guy that's playing like a non-conference game against him, he, he's probably going to eat you alive, you know. And uh, you know that that guy is special. He is indeed. We got to take another break, Steve. But when yep. we come back, we'll look ahead to the final five with Mercedes Lewis, our special guest tonight. Don't go away. Fifth quarter returns right after this break. We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. Man, this hour has flying by with Mercedes Lewis, our guest tonight. Before we get back to set, we're going to look for a Coldplay contestant from our friends at Robinson. Take home the prize tonight and get qualified for the final game of the season. Well, maybe not, but the final regular season game for sure. <laughs> Who's in line here? First guess. Roxanne is up. What's your Roxanne. guess? Roxanne. I'm thinking it is uh, Tremont Williams' fumble on the return. Uh Weird play. Tremont, no, that's not it. Sorry, Roxanne, not quite. Uh, but Tremont said the ball started wiggling on him, coming down. Mm. And he really should have fair caught it. There's no question about it. And it took an unfair hop right into his grill. Uh, that was a tough break. Should have caught it. But he said he just wasn't sure. And he knew there was a crowd around him. But uh, tough play. Packers survived that. Uh, they didn't allow any points after that one, thankfully. But it was the only turnover of the game, unfortunately. How about another try? What's your guess? Is it the failure to convert on the fourth down? <sighs> yeah, third period, fourth down, one yard to go. The Packer 44, Mike McCarthy. He hasn't gone for it all year on fourth and one, but he decided to do it after thinking they moved the chains on third down. Well, it, was, it was really close. I mean, I was, there's a lot of communication going on there. You know, we felt he had the first down, this and that. And, you know, and once we burned a timeout, you know, I, I, I stuck with the call. Uh. I think like anything, you, you, know, you, you call like plays, you call yeah, defenses in this league, you, you have two calls there, and, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You know, a second call would have been a better call there. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's football. I, I thought it was a, a clean play, and, you know, we just, we just didn't execute. Yeah, they just didn't execute it. If you remember seeing this play, there was some down blocking. Harrison Smith crept to the line. He closed quickly off the edge. Aaron Jones said he never saw him coming. Uh, no, I didn't. I seen penetration from some, uh, nine, I, th I don't know if it was 91, 99, one of the D-linemen. I made a cut off of him, and uh, Harrison was hitting me from the side, so I didn't get a chance to see him. I didn't see him. Uh, and down he goes, and the Vikings turned that around, and that was kind of the momentum thing, the adversity thing there, Mercedes. They got a field goal out of it, but pushed in front and kind of just changed the game. And, okay, tough things happen during the course of a game. My question is, this team just seems to be struggling trying to either stem that tide or recapture the momentum. Yeah, that was obviously, you know, a big play, um, you know, for, the, for them. And, uh, you know, at that time, you know, we've, we've been moving the ball. It was still a tight game again. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that was a play that uh, we, we very much needed, uh, obviously, to keep the chains moving. And, um, you know, they brought Harrison down on the line. Uh, those guys pinched. They hit the gaps. And obviously, you know, you can't really hear in there. And so, Yeah, that is a know, noisy place. You know, everybody's laid off the ball. Like, it, it was just tough. And uh, it was another one of those plays that I was talking about that just happened. It, it all happened so fast. Like, it was just... You don't want to be on that side of it, I'll tell you that. All right. We've got just a couple of minutes left. Uh, Zeke, anything who do you Who do you consider to be the best tight end in the league right now? Uh, I mean, obviously, he's missed some time in uh, Gronkowski. He's missed some time this year. Uh, but I think as far as, like, an all-around tight end, he, he does it. And uh, But I think right after him, it has to be uh, Travis Kelsey. I think he does a really good job. Um, you know, he, do he doesn't block great. Uh, but he'll, you know, he's willing. Uh, he'll get in your way. Uh, but what he does in the passing game, I mean, there's no substitute for that. So I think his number shows that, you know, every, every single night. That's why McCarthy wants you guys. I mean, the middle of the field, he just craves tight end matchups in the passing game. Yeah, no question. Offense. I think, you know, tight ends are like kind of the tweeners, right? You're not a receiver. You're not a lineman. 
uh, but you're big. Yeah, you you're bigger run. than that guy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them are faster, can run. as fast as that guy. And those matchup problems are, are, are huge whenever you can get them. What's your first football memory? Uh, my first football memory, well, I started playing football when I was seven, and I played Pop Warner uh, for the team. The, I played Pop Warner football for the high school that I ended up going to. And uh, my first memory uh, was when I first put on pads for the very first time. And uh, they used to do this drill where they lined us up, uh, two different lines, and like we're laying our back. And when he hiked the ball, we'd get up and run at each other. And one of us had the ball, and the other one had to make the tackle. Ooh, the old nutcracker. Yeah, and I was the guy running the ball, and the guy was, you know, about to tackle me, and I ran him over. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the feeling that I got when that happened, I mean, I never looked back after that. <laughs> you were awesome. all set, right? Yeah. yeah, I needed that action. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, we got just a minute left. Uh, you guys got today off, uh, you know, and then you're going to get tomorrow off, your regular day, back at it Wednesday. How are you guys going to proceed? Is it simple as going back to work and just getting the result? It's as simple as believing in your process. Okay. Right? And, you know, I, from that standpoint, I can only, you know, speak for myself. Like, I, I truly live like I'm on a one-day contract, you know, and if I'm not giving the best that I have every single day, I can't renew my contract for the next day, right, personally. Personally, yeah. And so, you know, just trying to keep that mindset and bring other players along with that same mindset, you know, this is our job. Right, and so shutting down is not an option. Yeah, um, communicating is right, and trying to figure out ways to uh, be better and give more. Nobody's perfect. You're never gonna have the perfect game with a perfect play, uh, but if you can fight through it and have each other's back through it, uh, you can get through anything. All right, well said. Get it done Sunday. All right, for sure. All right, Mercedes Lewis. It was a blast having you on. As good as advertised. I'll tell Stacy next time I talk to her uh, and it. say hello. Mercedes Lewis, ladies and gentlemen. Fantastic guest tonight. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're sending a whole bunch of people to the Packers and Cardinals. Don't go away. Fifth quarter hits the finish line right after this. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, the Watson family's here. Thanks for coming out. We, uh, we miss you uh, with Jerry and uh, condolences. And tell you what, our dedicated show to Jerry was about as good as it gets with Mr. You couldn't Lewis. have had a better guest. Holy cow. Mercedes was awesome. And uh, appreciate him coming on over. Time's tight. we got to send some folks to the Packer-Cardinals game. Thanks to our friends from Robinson. The four-pack is going for four of them. Millie May. Millie. You're going to the ball game with three of your friends. And we got one more. With another friend. Who's our second winner? Ted Malvitz. Ted, you got a pair as well. Don't go away. We got some more door prizes to give away. I know it's tough times in Titletown, but hey, they got five more to go, beginning with the birds from the desert on Sunday. Thanks to Mercedes. Z was a lot of fun. And it's only 89 days until spring training. Oh, so. hey, there you go. We'll see you next Monday <laughs> night. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for coming Thanks, out. everybody.